Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Act, Action, and Cultural Transformation. Rich Barron, my partner, Michael Bailey, we're here to talk about something that we think is pretty doggone cool. We're glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in, listening spreading the word, doing all the great stuff that you're doing out there, making a difference that really makes a difference. You know, Rich, there are people out there that are making a difference, but it doesn't make any difference at all. Or if it does make a difference, it's not a good difference. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, don't, don't make a difference. It's just which way is the needle swinging. <laughs> That's exactly right. Which way is the Sometimes. pendulum going to? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. We'd be, we want to be out here doing good stuff. And today we're going to be talking about these are not the droids that you are looking for. And so we, let's just kind of open that up. Sometimes we have expectations about the way we believe or think or have been taught things should be. But one of the, sometimes the great surprises in life is the very thing we thought it was, it isn't. And if the very thing that we thought it isn't, it really is. That is it. So let's start there. What about this when it comes to executive coaches? What about that whole bag? I, a lot of times when we think of an executive coach, at least, you know, when I, in the past, when I thought of an executive coach, I think of a guy, super flashy guy or gal can, can get up in front of an audience in their, you know, thousand dollar plus dollar suits and stuff like that, flashy, whatever, and really wow a crowd. But when you, you thought about executives, an executive coaching you and a lot of it goes back to maybe a, a previous episode we did on this michael talking about um you know the the previous mindset around what you should look like mm-hmm. how you should be how you should dress how you should carry yourself and uh, a lot of ways like i said that's an old school way of thinking and it's not the real world now it really isn't you know, it's just like you look at look at a sports coach, for example, baseball coach, or some of these other coaches. The coaches that are are coaching these the very successful teams were not the flashy superstar players. They simply are not. They're the ones that were getting it done in the trenches. Really, you know, consistent stats, consistent work ethic, consistently consistently showing up and getting it done and not necessarily were the superstars, but they were the ones that truly were the student of the game, if you will. 
That's a good way of putting it, student of the game. I like that very much. Yeah, sometimes there's this perception that um, dress the part, dress for success, dress for the look, be that charismatic leader, be that charismatic one that has all the followers, all the people on Facebook and LinkedIn and on and on and on Snapchat, you know, what all that stuff is. You know, I'm going to tell you something, and this is the truth. I have watched Hollywood change. And one of the ways I've watched it change, it has become less, less, very much less creative. There's not a lot of always great ideas coming out of this. In fact, some of the, sometimes they got the worst ideas of all. But did you know that often they were hire an actor or sometimes even a director based upon how many followers they have? On yeah, Facebook yeah. or LinkedIn or wherever right. it is they are, TikTok, whatever it is. And I have noticed that the quality of acting in many instances has really gone down. And so we get caught up in this image thing of what it looks like rather than what it is. And I think that's one of the problems that people have when they're looking at a coach as well. What have you done? What do you look like? And all that kind of stuff. You don't seem to be the part. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's not the one with the, with the recently manicured nails that's going to be the one that's going to get you to work as hard as you ought. Often it's the one with the dirty nails because they're in the dirt themselves digging. They're the ones that are going after it. They're the ones that is, you know, student of the game, student of the dirt, student of the grass, student of how it really works. Yes. They, they yeah. are. That's who they really are. So as you take a look at Rich and I, we may not be dressed in these thousand dollar suits, but is that what you want? I mean, did you just want to rent the suit? Maybe that was it. I want to rent the suit and the tie. And I'm hoping that the suit and the tie will give me all the information and instruction and accountability and insight. And, and assignments that I need to make all the difference so that I too can be, you know, the suit, the tie. <laughs> Weren't you talking about somebody who was, that used to cut ties off? Yes, I, I, I did. I actually had a, a, a business acquaintance that would that told me that he worked for a boss once. That if you showed up to work and your tie, you you showed up in a, a tie with a tie that was like less than a hundred dollars, was just not a cool tie. He'd actually take a pair of scissors to it. And cut it, grab your tie and cut it in half until you go find something else. You know, that's that's getting pretty nitpicky. And if that's what it takes, a flashy suit and a flashy tie and cufflinks and, you know, whatever kind of belt and shoes, you you know, the whole, the whole shooting match, you know, top to bottom with all the accoutrements, right? And if that's what it takes to really sell you on leadership, and if that's what you think is an organizational development is all about flash and the guy who's flashy up there, then you need to really step back and take a real look at maybe how your current path is going or how the current organizational standards are. You know, I, I think there's, there's, there's something to be said about that coach who's not a superstar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people think, well, the guy was a general, a, a colonel, some military, somebody had it was a high paying CEO in some organization, on and on and on and on. Just to understand this, just because a person has, for whatever reason, sometimes it is hard work, playing it smart, doing the hard thing. Sometimes it's, it's just luck, right timing. I'm not going to take anything away from anybody that's successful. I won't do that. However, just because they were able to do that and they could do it again and again and again, granted, 
cool, willing to acknowledge that every day of the week, doesn't mean that they can teach you how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oftentimes, they don't know how to talk about it. They can kind of tell you what they did, but they can't teach you the mechanics behind it, how they actually worked, how they actually worked through those kinds of things. And frankly, oftentimes, to be honest with you, they're not that interested in teaching other people. No. Or interested in the game itself. That's why they are, you know, the player at the, the plate or the player on the mound or the yeah. quarterback behind or the running back. That's why they do that. That's what they're good at. That's their talent. That's their instincts. That's their intuition. It's not standing back and saying, how can I help you do this better? Or what are you thinking of when you do this? Or how does that work for you? They're not doing that. They have no interest in that process of inter, uh, introspection, inviting you to think deeply about things, to hold you accountable. Frankly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Most of those people have no interest in, or the patients, in holding you accountable for the assignments and the work that they give you. They could care less. If you didn't do it, screw you. Yep. You didn't get it. You're not smart enough. You're not fast enough. You just don't get it. I can't waste my time on you. So when you're really looking at who do you want to work with as a coach, ask yourself, how would I evaluate them? And we're going to evaluate them on their charisma, on their looks, on, you know, and you want to look at what it is they've done. However, how what what does their success have to do with your success? That's a completely different question. Exactly right. And, and really, what was their success based on? That inner circle that was flashy? The good old boys now, club? You, you had a great mentor. You told me about this fellow a number of times. Great mentor. I, I would have loved to have met him. He's left the the industry that you knew him in has gone back to what he used to do. Very, very successful guy. What made this guy so great? Not just because he was financially successful, which he was, but beyond that, there was something else that he did that was really extraordinary. He was a student of the game. And in the real sense of the word, he knew numbers. He knew how to make things work. He knew how people worked. And he knew how to teach. And one of the things that was intimidating about, about him, and others were intimidated by him, is once he took you under his wing and he taught you these things, and he showed you how it worked and, and what works and what doesn't work, then he held you accountable for that. I know, and, and, you know, when you, you were doing things, he would say, hey, you know better than that. That wasn't what we talked about. You do it this way, you're going to do, you're going to be successful. But the thing, the difference was, is he took the time he was approachable. He took the time. He made sure that you had all the tools necessary to be successful. And like I said, he wasn't a, a flashy guy. He was, I mean, he was, his, his primary industry was construction. That's where he came from, was building these, these large supermarkets. But, it, but in the end, he was a, he was a teacher. And not only was about teaching. Here's the thing about coaching, Michael. We've talked about this a lot. He expected you to do the work. Just you can't get better if you don't do the work. You can go talk to any coach in the world. I don't care who it is. But if you don't do the work yourself and that coach doesn't hold you accountable, how are you going to progress? I like what you say. And I'm going to take it a step further. The accountability is important. 
The other part of that is this. We were just talking about an organization that does marketing and so on and so forth. They had a great, aha, look at that. Uh, look what we figured out. And and here's one of the things I think that he he saw with you and other people he worked with was he saw something there. There was some potential, something that he could work with, something that he could make more of if you were willing to do the work and work with him. He wanted to bring that out of you. He wanted to bring those strengths forth. He wanted to teach you different kinds of skills. He wanted to develop your character. That's what he was really looking to do. So when he put that time and made that initial investment in each one of the people, and some of these people just kind of balked or they didn't follow it or whatever it is, but a few of you apparently really did dig in and listen and go to work. That's what you want to see. You want to see, does this person really, is this person really genuinely interested in me, who I am, my potential? And drawing that out of me, are they really listening? Are they really paying attention? Are they more interested in their message and how cool they are and, and all the stuff that they're going to do for you? You know, you know what coaches actually do? I'll tell you something. A good coach does very little. And the reason yes. that is they don't load it up with a bunch of crap. They get to the point. They get to the essence. You say, this is the thing to do. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you how it works. Now go do that. Yeah. And they put it back in you. They take that out. They put that seed in you. Now you got to go grow it. You got to go do it. None of the other stuff matters. If they can't do that, if they can't relate to you, if they can't plant that seed in you and you take it and you grow it, it's worth nothing. So you got to take a look at, am I dealing with the guy who's the flashy salesman of the, of the, of, of the seeds that I'm going to plant in my garden? I'm going to talk to the farmer. Yeah, really absolutely. Take me by the hand absolutely. and says, yeah. here's how you hold a hoe. This is how you dig. This is how you plant. Stand beside me here. We're going to go out and do some irrigation two o'clock in the morning. We're going to now go lay out some seed here. Get in the tractor next to me. Let's go do this stuff. Your turn to drive. Tell me how to drive the tractor. Yeah. There's the dirty fingernails. That's, that's what that's all about. Yep. Yeah. And it's interesting. You, we talked about, Michael, about the superstars, right? Mm -hmm. How many of those superstars had superstar coaches? Or if you go look at their history, their background, you're going to find a whole slew of coaches that were interested in them. Just taught them the basics. They helped them progress. You know, years ago, this is just a happenstance. I don't know if I've ever told you this or not. I was selling coaching for a company. I don't remember if it was Zig Ziglar or Dennis Waitley, which one it was. Um, and I happened to talk to Michael Jordan's high school coach. Wow. And, and he told me, I, I, you know, I was Michael Jordan's high school coach. I said, really, what happened? I understand he wasn't very good in, in high school, but something happened and got into college, then got into the profession. I said, he, Michael was always good. The problem was he was short. But he always worked hard. He was really a hard player and he really worked at it and he wanted to get really good at it. And I guess maybe, maybe because he was shorter at that time, he had to work harder than the rest of the players so he could compete with them. So then when he finally had that growth spurt, he went through the ceiling, he brought all that with him so they could actually now play as a big guy playing the big game with the big skills. Yeah. So that, that's kind of interesting, you know? Again, it's the person who saw the potential that works with you. And you got to ask yourself, that you, in fact, you were just talking to this organization that used to do 
let's put it this, they still do marketing for coaches, which is, you know, yeah. I got my opinion about that. But what did they discover that was kind of the hard lesson for them, Rich? I think this is very insightful. And I think the numbers are very insightful for our listeners. And this was very interesting to me. And this was just a conversation I had today, as a matter of fact. Um, as they were working on marketing with coaches, trying to help them market and build in their revenue, they found that they had needed to be more selective with the coaches they work for. And the, what they were saying is basically, you know, it's it's easy for anybody to want to be a coach and hang their plaque out there. I'm a coach now. Build a website, do whatever. But the problem is, is they don't have the chops. They haven't walked the walk. They haven't taken the time to really build up it, what it is in that a leader is the working in the trenches, working with the people year after year, learning what those problems and how to solve those problems and seeing those actual problems exist and raise their head. And so the problem is, is when they were trying to sell some of these coaches that were new, younger coaches that just wanted to be a coach, they couldn't sell them because they didn't have the background that they were looking for. And I'm not talking about the background as a coach talking the background as someone who's actually been there and done that, been in the trenches, got the the dirty fingernails. So they found out that once they started to weed these people out and focus strictly on those individuals that had that kind of background, their business skyrocketed. The business got, you know, very successful, but it's all about, you know, that that initial certifying who these people are. Because you have to, at some point, you really have to have some knowledge about what it is you're talking about. And a background, even a personal experience, you've got to be able to relate to that. And they, Yeah, and they discovered that 80% of these coaches who are presenting themselves as coaches did not have that. No, no. And we know some of those guys. And they're someday they're going to be great coaches they work hard they've got you know the right mindset it's true they really have a, an idea of how, what it, they want to do about helping people great guys great people they just just they don't have the background they yeah. haven't taken their time to build the chops that we, we you know it's and we know some of these people in business too that just are the title mongers jump 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 yeah. until they get to a point man and they just jump into the boiling water and they're out of there so, yeah, well, I jumped too high, got too yeah. high. Yeah. So if you're looking for a coach, one of the things to really watch for is do they listen? Are they just asking you some questions or are they really listening to your responses? And based upon your responses, is they're interviewing you and you're interviewing them? Are they listening to your response and, and are they adjusting their questions according to what it is that they say? Are they tracking with you? Are you following along? Do you really feel like they're being you're being heard, not just being sold a bill of goods? You will know instinctively, let me tell you this again, instinctively if that's the right coach for you or not. Now, you may be sold emotionally that the great coach, at the same time as your instinct may be going, I don't know about that. Great coaches will help you align your instincts, your intuition, your motivation, and your intellect. 
so that you get those aligned, there's a sense of wholeness. There's a sense of completion that you're feeling inside of you. It's that sense of connection to who it is that you are. You should have that pretty early on in the conversations before you even hire the coach. And it's not them just agreeing with you or stroking you or feeding you a line. There's a whole different difference between just being, you know, conned or I don't mean conned, but, you know, just, you know, patting you on the back and whispering and blowing in your ear, but a real conversation. That's the real thing, the real conversation. So these may not be the droids you're looking for. There may be another set of droids out there that you're looking really and truly for. So pay attention. You're looking for a coach. You're looking for somebody to work with you in your organization. Pay attention to see how much they pay attention to you. Because if it's all about them, it will never be about you. That's that's a, that's an interesting point. If it's about them, it's not going to be about you. And I think the the people we see in our lives, you, if you all think back about someone you really think's a hero, or has really mentored you, it was never about them. It was never about them. It was always about you. And you can think about that. Go back to the time you were just you were young, all the way to wherever you are now. And those people you really feel are, are were important in your life, in your life, and you're going to find out if you start writing things down, common factors. It was never about them. Yeah, and and we've had that experience recently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we. Yes, we have, and it's still about them. <laughs> it's still okay, about them. <laughs> All righty. So any shout outs today, Michael? You know, I saw one, Manitoba. There was somebody Manitoba. in Manitoba. Yeah. I thought, How that's cold pretty is cool. it there right now? I would be very interested in that, that one. About that. that would be that'd be fun to know. Yeah, but shout out to Manitoba. Yeah. Thank you so There's, much for we paying ha- attention. I also, also have another new one from Mexico, Juarez. Quintana Roo, Juarez, Mexico. Oh, yeah. I said that right. So absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. There you go. Great stuff. Excellent. It's wonderful to have you folks out there. There's one. I just spotted another one here, if you don't mind. Yeah. It's from Juarez, Quintario, Rue. Also, that's, one, one, that's the one Mexico. I just That's the one I just said. Is that what you just said? Yeah, that's the one I just said. Yeah. But we both pronounce it different. I think you're probably more correct. That's why I didn't understand. That's why (laughs) it's okay. So what? We're not perfect. Maybe no. Maybe Rich is, but I'm not. Oh heavens, no! (laughs) Okay, if they want to get a hold of us, Rich, Michael Bailey, M A I K E L Bailey dot com, or Rich Baron Executive Coaching dot com. We're both on LinkedIn. Easy ways to find us. And so let's connect. Let's talk. Let's. uh, you know, let's have that conversation. Let's see if 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 we work for each other. You know, if if there's something that you know gels there, and we can we can help you help you improve. So, but until that time, take care of each other, keep each other safe, and uh, we'll see you again soon. One last thought: Rich and I are going to put together a series of free workshops. Yes, that we're going to be publicizing through LinkedIn and through our emails. So uh, pay attention to that again. If you want to start receiving the emails, how do they do that? If they want to sign up for the our regular emails to go out, Rich, what do they do? Go to our websites and connect with us. There's a contact link in each one of our websites that you can put your information in there. 
and we'll get back to you. We'll 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 hook you up with something. Put you on the list. That's right. Because there's going to be some exciting things we're going to do. You want you're not going to want to miss out on this stuff. So until then, all the best, leaders. Doggone it, keep leading well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.